Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey guys welcome into another episode of the wolverine live recruiting show i'm your host ej holland flying solo dolo today if you didn't see yesterday's show you can subscribe to our youtube channel check out yesterday's live show with zach libby where we talked about aaron scott and a lot more make sure to like this video and like i said subscribe to our youtube channel so you never miss a live show or uploaded video we try to get daily video content on the youtube channel and also subscribe to the wolverine.com today for 99.99 for a year or 9.99 for a month that gets you premium insider recruiting information team information basketball basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more. Plus, you get to be part of a great message board community with more than 8,000 unique individual users over on the fort. So come join the discussion today. Sign up for the Wolverine.com for $99.99 for one year or $9.99 for a month. I appreciate you guys for joining me tonight. Uh, this is the Q&A show, so make sure to jump in the chat box and ask your question you do not have to leave a super chat today, but if you do want to leave a super chat, jump the line. Make sure to hit that little square box with the dollar sign, and that allows us to get around the country, see top recruits, so your money goes directly to our travel budget and you help support the, uh, the show and our travels around the country. We already have a question in from Jeff M., and he says, other than Bryce Underwood, does Michigan have a realistic chance of landing any class of 2025 potential five-star players? And if so, who are they? Um, so, you know, it's tough to land five-star prospects when we're in an NIL age and Michigan's not really doing the same things as some of these other schools. Obviously, the Wolverines are taking baby steps to improve NIL from a recruiting standpoint. They recently started doing the Empower presentations on official visits. And look, Michigan's never going to be a pay-for-play school. They're never going to play the same game as a school like a Miami or an Oregon. But obviously, Michigan has great resources. And if they can get a base salary type of model in place, which has been the goal for more than a year now. I think that'll be a good pitch for uh, recruits on the trail. But five stars, I think, are really, really tough pools. I think if you look at the 25 class, obviously Bryce Underwood, as you mentioned, 
is at the very top of the board, the number one quarterback in the country, the number one overall prospect in the country. And Michigan does have a realistic shot there heading into his January decision. He's been on campus so many times. He's a guy that has a great relationship with Michigan's quarter, Michigan quarterbacks coach, Kurt Campbell. And you see Michigan's the leader on the on three recruiting prediction machine. LSU is another school he's really high on. Um, you see Michigan State here, but I'm not too concerned about the Spartans early on. You see Ohio State, but they just landed a 2025 quarterback. Honestly, with Bryce, I would be more concerned about those Southern schools, specifically LSU. He's taken a liking to them, um, but Alabama's been involved. Georgia's been involved. Texas has been involved. So there are several other schools down south recruiting Bryce Hart, but the Wolverines in a good spot. Really curious to see if he makes his way to the barbecue at the end of the month. But obviously this question says, who are the other guys that are not named Bryce Underwood that are five-star prospects that Michigan could have, could have a shot at next cycle. So the one guy I would definitely bring up is David Sanders. He's a five-star offensive tackle out of Charlotte Providence Day School. Obviously, Providence Day has been friendly to Michigan, uh, producing Jaden Davis this cycle, Channing Goodwin this cycle. So two Michigan commits out of Providence Day in 2024. The cool thing about Sanders is his position coach is actually Jonathan Goodwin, former Michigan offensive lineman, also former roommate of Michigan wide receivers coach Ron Bellamy. Um, and Jonathan Goodwin uh, is the offensive line coach at Providence Day. He's also Channing Goodwin's dad. But I think having Jonathan Goodwin as a positive influence for Michigan definitely helps. Sanders is tentatively set to make his first visit to Michigan for the big for the barbecue at the big house at the end of the month. I think that visit can move the, the needle a lot. Right now, it seems like he's favoring schools like Georgia and Clemson. You see South Carolina and the in-state schools in here. But Michigan was actually the first school to ever offer Sanders. Uh, Sharon Moore did a fantastic job of getting on him super early in the process. And anytime you offer a guy first, I think that sticks with them throughout the process. It might not always lead to a commitment, but it usually leads to a school being in that recruitment for a long time. And so I think Michigan can establish itself as a true contender in the recruitment of David Sanders during his barbecue at the big house visit. And obviously, you know, you have uh, Jaden Davis and Channing Goodwin expected to attend as well. And both of those guys, I'm sure, are going to recruit David Sanders hard. I know Channing Goodwin is really close with David Sanders. I think that connection and his dad's connection will obviously help. Um, outside of David Sanders, you know, there aren't a lot of five-star prospects in general right now. When you look at the process early on, it takes a while for recruiting services to dish out five-star rankings for 2025 prospects. But um, some other guys I think that are on the cusp or are like top 20 players that uh, Michigan is in on. One would be Ari Watford out of uh, Virginia. He is right here where I'm located at Norfolk Maori. Uh, he's at the top of the board for at the top of the edge board for next cycle. Watford is ranked as the number 10 overall recruit in the country by on three. He's a monster edge and obviously, a guy that would be kind of next in line 
as that elite pass rusher at Michigan. So like I said, he's the number 10 prospect on on threes, a top 20 prospect in the industry rankings, top five edge on both on three and the industry rankings. But I've had a chance to see Watford live a couple of times. And I mean, this guy checks all the boxes. He can be your speed rusher. He can be your bigger edge as well. He has the frame to add more weight and he has added some really good weight this offseason. He's an absolute monster and his recruitment's wide open. He hasn't visited a lot of schools. You see Virginia Tech is the early leader on the on three recruiting prediction machine. And I certainly don't expect uh, Virginia Tech to end up with Watford. I think this is going to be a true national recruitment and with the way Michigan has produced edge players. I think that's definitely going to catch Watford's attention and Right now, I, I think Michigan's doing its best to get involved in this recruitment and get him on campus potentially for a game this fall. And another name that comes to mind is Andrew Marsh. Uh, I believe he's ranked as a top 20 recruit in the country, wide receiver out of Katie Jordan in Texas. So that's a, a suburb of the Houston area. Um, Andrew Marsh made his first ever visit to Michigan in late May. Things went really well there. He's. I had a chance to go down to Katie Jordan in the spring. Met with Marsh. Just a great kid. Seems like he, you know, really values what Michigan has to offer, both on and on the field. He was really happy when the Wolverines came down to the Houston area and extended a scholarship. But obviously, that recruitment's going to be tough. You know, anytime you have a five-star level wide receiver, it, it's an uphill battle for a school like Michigan, which is more run heavy and doesn't really participate in the NIL game. And you see early on the Southern schools are doing their best to keep him close to home. You see Texas is the leader on the on three recruiting prediction machine, Oklahoma, LSU, Texas A&M all involved as well. Katie is a, being a native Texan. I know Katie is a very Texas A&M heavy area. So yeah, I think Marsh will be a tough win, but those are some of the guys that are kind of in that, five-star level that Michigan's working on in 2025. And like I said, I mean, a couple of these guys have already been to campus. A couple are planning to make it to campus. So, you know, with Michigan winning on the field, um, I think it'll obviously help out there. And one name I completely blanked on, uh, but obviously just remembered is DJ Pickett, of course, is uh, – one of Michigan's top overall targets for next cycle, you know, regardless offense, defense, DJ Pickett is the guy in the secondary uh, ranked as the number one safety in the country. He's already been to Michigan on multiple occasions. So, you know, Pickett, uh, like I said, number one safety in the country, number eight overall prospect nationally, Michigan fourth here on the recruiting prediction machine. But when I visited Pickett, uh, out in Central Florida this spring, he told me Georgia and Michigan were at the top of the list. Now, Alabama's gotten more involved, and I think Alabama is a school to watch for sure for obvious reasons. But again, he's already been to Michigan twice. He was just on campus uh, last month. The Wolverines are working to get him back in for the barbecue at the big house at the end of this month. If he comes back, that would be absolutely huge. He's close friends with the uh, top 100 2025 cornerback commit Chris Ewald, who has been actively recruiting him to Michigan. So I think Michigan's a major player. I think they have out of all the guys we mentioned, I think Pickett 
might be the most realistic, not counting Bryce Underwood, but I think uh, DJ Pickett might be the most realistic uh, of the other guys I mentioned for sure, just because, you know, if he does make it in this month, that'll be his third time on campus. You have the Ewald connection. He has a great relationship with area recruiter, co-defensive coordinator, and cornerbacks coach Steve Klinkscale, who has pitched him on the ability to play kind of anywhere in the secondary, whether it is corner or safety. And I absolutely love Pickett as a prospect, man. He checks a ton of boxes. He's tall. He's long. He is a great tracker of the football. He's super athletic, has great speed. Um, but man, that length is something that is really, really impressive when you get a chance to see him in person. So DJ Pickett, another five-star guy that uh, Michigan is in on in the 2025 class. Let's go ahead and go down to Michael Kowalowski. And remember, guys, you can get your questions in. This is not the Super Chat show, so we are answering any questions that come in tonight. And Michael Kowalowski says, how realistic is it that Michigan holds on to Mantras Walker and Chris Ewald in the 2025 recruiting class? So, you know, obviously both of those guys committed really early and they are also both out of region. And not only that, they are in the Southeast. So obviously they're going to have um, some other suitors. I think that Mantras Walker would be tougher to hold on to. He's been to campus a couple of times, but, uh, you know, I think with Chris Ewald, there might be a better chance with him. He's been more vocal about recruiting guys. I think he's also been to campus many times. He was just on campus again in June and Ewald's coming back for the barbecue at the big house. When you look at Mantras Walker, he's visiting Miami for that big weekend. Um, so I do think Chris Ewald, uh, is a guy that is more likely to stick. Uh, he committed to Michigan for a reason early on. I've had a chance to talk to his dad, Chris Ewald Sr., who's a great dude, and and I, I feel like he's just honest, man. He's been really, really upfront with me about why they picked Michigan. I actually talked to Chris Ewald Sr. earlier today uh, about Zaquan Patterson, and they um, are actively recruiting Zaquan Patterson uh, they joined him on that visit last month. Like I said, Ewald's been actively recruiting DJ Pickett as well. It just seems like, you know, Ewald loves Michigan as a whole. Like, I, I think it's going to be really tough for Miami to flip Michigan, to flip Ewald from Michigan later on in the process. And if Ewald does stick, I mean, that's a massive win. He's a top 100 recruit at a position of need. I've had a chance to see Ewald twice this offseason, and I've had nothing but positive reports about him. I love him as a top 100 recruit. Um, just a really smart, instinctual corner. He's only listed at 5'11", 161. He does have to add some weight to his frame, but he's longer than his height indicates. And like I said, just a really, really uh, – special player just a really intelligent player and has a knack uh, for making plays on the ball so a lot to like about chris ewald that but like i said of, of the two i think i'd be a little more worried about losing uh mantras walker let's go down to uh tile fires 1580 he says who wants to see a one-on-one -on -one fight with ej allen and sam webb maybe uh one for charity um i, I think sam would definitely have uh some power in his uh, short, stocky frame. But I think if I just 
ran around and used my jab, I'd be cool. I think he'd tire after like the first 30 seconds. Let's go down with uh, Jeff M. And he says, which four or five high school programs consistently produce the most talented players? Um, that's a good question. Obviously, I'm a big high school football fan. I see more high school football than anybody else. Um, I feel like I just go to games around the country. Obviously, I'm from Texas, which is a mecca of high school football. But, you know, the thing about Texas is a lot of the schools that are powerhouses there are public schools. There aren't any private school powerhouses in Texas. It's all public. So I think the school and and mike asked a, a similar similar question who has the toughest and most competitive division i think the toughest league in america is definitely the trinity league down in southern california and when you talk about four or five programs that consistently produce the most talented players you automatically think of saint john bosco and modern day and they are both in the trinity league and that's a big reason why i was so high on mason graham coming out of high school when he committed to Michigan. Um, I think that, uh, you know, he was a consistent top performer against some of the best schools in the country. I actually saw Mason Graham when Servite played modern day and he was awesome, man. And I was like, dude, this guy is just so underrated. And so, yeah, I think St. John Bosco and modern day, I mean, modern day obviously produced, Bryce Young, St. John Bosco has produced many, you know, top players. I think uh, some others that come to mind, I mean, Baltimore St. Francis is obviously a huge powerhouse um, and Michigan fans should know St. Francis well, since it is uh, home to Blake Corum, who has now turned into a Heisman contender at Michigan. Uh, they've had a recent surge of high level division one prospects. I mean, you look at Derek Moore, who's on the roster right now as well. And you look at 2025 and one player I really, really love at St. Francis is Blake Woodby, who is at the top of Michigan's cornerback board. So St. Francis is right up there. Um, some others that come to mind, you have Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, which is home to Micah Kapana, um, Michigan's running back commit. I think he'll have a chance to rise into that four-star range just because Gorman plays some of the best competition nationally so you know bishop gorman's another one um miami shamanad madonna where ewald and zaquan patterson go i mean is, is a terrific program as well um you know down in texas allen not so much anymore but back in the days of kyler murray they were consistently producing a ton of talent um DeSoto in that dallas area as well um but yeah those are some of the uh, top programs that that definitely come to mind let's go down to s v o f n and he says jalen hayward chances right now along with usc auburn and others in the mix and other safety talent like zaquan patterson um so let's go ahead and start off with jalen hayward for those of you that missed it last night top 100 safety jalen hayward is back on the market after decommitting from georgia um yeah, I think Jalen Hayward is a terrific player that can play both safety and corner. I had a chance to see him live 
a couple of times this offseason at some major seven-on-seven events. I actually had a story with him back in April while he was still committed to Georgia, and he told me he was continuing to keep in contact with Steve Klingscale and Jesse Minter. And so I don't think a lot of Michigan fans thought much of it at the time, but now that he's back on the open market and Michigan still has a need for players in the secondary this cycle, Jalen Hayward's definitely an option. Right now, I think Auburn is probably the school that has the most momentum with him. He is expected to visit Auburn here during the uh, break between dead periods. Um, I think Michigan has to absolutely get him to campus to have a chance. They haven't had him on campus in the past. So making his first visit will definitely uh, be key to actually being a true player in this recruitment. But right now, it seems like uh, there are still some schools in the southeast with a lot of interest in Jalen Hayward. So we just kind of have to play it by ear and see how that goes. And as far as Zaquan Patterson, man, it's been an interesting day uh, reporting on the top 100 safety out of Miami, Shamanad Madonna. So. Here's the deal with Zaquan Patterson, and if you're a subscriber to TheWolverine.com, you already know this information. If you're not a subscriber to TheWolverine.com, make sure to subscribe today for $99.99 for one year or $9.99 for a month. And make sure to hit the like uh, button on this video and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you never miss any updates. And if you guys have any more questions, make sure to enter the chat box right now. Uh, we are running low on questions, so I'm here to answer anything you guys want. And if not, we can just end the show early. But let's go ahead and get with Zaquan Patterson, top 100 safety out of Miami, Shamanad Madonna. Miami, the heavy leader on the on three recruiting prediction machine, which should be no surprise. It's the local program. They were in on him extremely early. He's been to campus a ton. But Michigan's a true contender in this recruitment. I think this is more of a... Miami-Michigan battle with Auburn uh, trying to make up some ground here late, but Michigan's had him on campus on multiple occasions, including an unofficial visit in June. And like I first reported on the Wolverine, Patterson will be making a return trip to Michigan next Sunday. So July 30th, he'll actually arrive in Ann Arbor on Saturday night and will make an unofficial visit on Sunday, which is July 30th. Um, I think right now, Michigan, like I said, has been gaining steam. I think they are the true player in this recruitment. The visit in June went really well. It was his mother's first time on campus. And from everything I gathered, she really enjoyed it. You have the connection to Chris Ewald, who is working on him on a daily basis and will be uh, working on him during that weekend. And I think you also have a, a great weapon on Michigan staff in Denard Robinson, who, you know, is a, a legend in South Florida and came up to Michigan and had a fantastic career. So you can use Denard Robinson to say, hey, I've been there. I've done it. I'm from where you're from. So I think that's a valuable tool as well. Um, Patterson has gone back and forth as far as a – decision timeline he could potentially make one in august uh, but he also hasn't ruled out taking it the distance to december i think maybe the longer it goes the better for michigan 
uh, just because it gives the Wolverines a chance to get them back on campus. Remember, June's visit was an unofficial visit. This visit would be an unofficial visit. So he still has an OV left in Michigan. And if he does take his recruitment into December, uh, I'm told it will his official visit will likely be for the game against Ohio State. So I think Michigan's in for another strong season on the field, which would really impress Patterson. But if he does make a decision in August, look, Michigan had two visits in the summer. So uh, the Wolverines definitely have a chance here. It's much closer than the on three recruiting prediction machine indicates. Let's go down to chaotic 37. And he says, any interest in smoke buoy from Georgia in the portal, shorter nickel corner in the mold of Mikey Sainer still. Um, so smoke buoy, I believe has transferred for the, Second time, yeah, that's true. He was originally at AM and now at Georgia. Look, Bowie was a fantastic player. I remember watching him in seven on seven, and I loved him as a prospect, but I think he has some work to do away from the field and, and probably not the best fit at Michigan. I think if he can get things right off the field, the talent is there, but probably not a a Michigan uh, type of player to pull out of the portal. Let's go down to Mitchell M. And remember, guys, we are running low on time. So if you have any other questions, make sure to jump in the chat box um, and I will answer them. But Mitchell M. says, does Michigan land any more commits this cycle? Where do they go for corner recruiting? So Michigan right now is at 26 commits. Yes, I do believe they'll take a few more actually like Michigan still wants an, a wide receiver this cycle, regardless of what happens with Gatlin bear. Remember Gatlin bear making his decision in early August, but is technically at 2026. They're shooting for the stars uh, with Ryan Wingo. Obviously they missed on Jordan ship. So I think right now Michigan's going to take a laid back approach, keep working hard on bear and Wingo and see who pops up as a senior who has really good senior film, maybe a late riser they can push for. So I fully expect Michigan to take another wide receiver this cycle with or without Gatlin Bear. Um, six offensive linemen is interesting. You know, Bennett Warren is still out there. Um, he has gone back and forth between Michigan being the leader. Uh, Tennessee has built up some recent momentum, so – Bennett Warren or an offensive lineman we don't know yet could pop up as that six uh, take. You see Michigan's the heavy leader on the on-three recruiting prediction machine, but you have to remember Warren named Michigan as leader in the spring and then backtracked on it. He named Michigan as leader again after his June official visit and backtracked on it. So it really wouldn't be surprising to see him land at Tennessee, at Texas A&M, at Oklahoma, uh, but Michigan's still working on Bennett Warren as things stand right now. Uh, Michigan missed on its nose targets. Obviously, you had Justin Scott spurn Michigan and go to Ohio State. You had David Polypoly go out to USC. So they still need a nose. Um, they're going to have to find one this fall. And then secondary, and, and that goes to your next question, where do they go for corner recruiting? It's going to be really interesting. They missed on a lot of their um, – you know, second targets, obviously Aaron Scott and Bryce West were at the top of the board or, you know, Scott's still at the top of the board, but Bryce West committed to Ohio state. They're still going all in 
on Aaron Scott. But if Aaron Scott commits to Ohio State, that presents a real problem for Michigan. Some of those, uh, you know, next tier targets like Andre Evans flew off the board to Ryan Nichols flew off the board. So they're, they might have to circle back to some guys they liked early in the process, maybe an in-state guy like a Jalen Todd who's committed to Kansas. But, you know, it, it's going to be tough sledding for Michigan corner recruiting if they don't close with Aaron Scott later this month. And, and you know, at safety, they're obviously all in for Zaquan Patterson, but he's not a slam dunk either. We, we just talked about him and Miami still – you know, being the team to beat on the on three recruiting prediction machine. So if they miss on Zaquan Patterson, that's going to be a, a tough one for Michigan to swallow as well. Right now, there's just one commit in the secondary in Jacob Odin. They'd like three or four. So, you know, I think it's going to be really tough for uh, Michigan to circle back uh, with some of the other secondary targets. Let's go ahead and answer our final two questions, and if you guys want to sneak in a few more, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, SV of N says, with this cycle slowing down between Gatlin Bear, Aaron Scott, Bennett Warren, Zequan Patterson, and Wingo, what do you rank the chances with all of them? I think they have the best chance with Gatlin Bear. Um, right now, Michigan has that lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine. You know, he has great connections with the Michigan staff, specifically Ron Bellamy and Jay Harbaugh. He has a great connection with Colson Loveland as well. Remember, Loveland is also from Idaho, and they share the same high school coach, Cameron Anderson. Bear is a mission kid. Michigan has experience going through that process with Andrew Gentry. The June official visit went really, really well. So I think Michigan has the best chance with Gatlin Bear. Now he is taking a multi-day unofficial visit to Boise State in, next week. And we're really going to track that and monitor that. Interested to see how that goes. Yes, Michigan is a superior program, but Boise State has done a fantastic job of recruiting him and pitching him to stay closer to home. And of course, Oregon is hanging around and with Oregon, you just never know. They have a strong NIL program and are always an X factor in recruitments for top 100 prospects. But I would say Bear, the best shot is with Bear. And then you, I, I would actually say Saquon Patterson would be next, to be honest. I mean, with him coming back for another unofficial visit next month, you know, I know we keep talking about him, but I feel like Saquon Patterson, you know, there's a real chance there. I feel like Michigan is building steam with Patterson where they might be losing steam a little bit with Aaron Scott and Bennett Warren right now. I feel like Ohio state is probably the safe pick with Aaron Scott, even though the Wolverines are still fighting there. Um, and with Bennett Warren, he's just been all over the place backtracking on, you know, leader, not leader, leader, not leader. And Tennessee obviously had that final visit and, and made a big impression. And I think Wingo is definitely last. I think it's going to be a true uphill battle to win over a five-star receiver like Ryan Wingo. Um, the good thing about Wingo is he's taking his time with the process and the leaders have changed. Uh, you know, it's gone from Notre Dame to Georgia to Texas with him going all the way to December. It gives Michigan a chance to get him back in for a game and impress him and move the needle there. But, uh, 
it's going to be really, really tough to win over Ryan Wingo. So I would put him last on the remaining targets. And our last question also comes from SVOFN. And he says, chances of flipping Aaron Childs, Justin Scott, or any highly coveted targets we missed on, or even flipping Brian Robinson back Michigan's way with lots of edges already committed. So uh, with Aaron Childs committing to Florida kind of out of the blue, it just I feel like it rubbed some people the wrong way. I don't expect any movement there. Justin Scott, I don't expect movement with him either, but you never know. I mean, if Ohio State has some quarterback issues and they struggle this season and Michigan beats them again, then maybe Justin Scott gives them another look. But I think it's going to be really, really tough uh, to flip him away from Ohio State. I think Justin Scott and the people around him really went through the process and settled on Ohio State being the best fit. So, yeah, I feel like it would be tough to pull him from there. I think if you're looking for a flip candidate, a guy that Michigan is going to continue to keep in touch with, well, first of all, if they lose the Aaron Scott race, they'll continue to keep in touch with him. But another prospect in the secondary is Boo Carter, who committed to Tennessee. Um, You know, the Volunteers did a fantastic job of recruiting him. They're a strong NIL school. It's the home state school. So I still think pulling Boo Carter is going to be a little tough, but he is the guy that would be most realistic right now. He had a fantastic official visit in June. He had a bond with the Michigan commits, including Jacob Odin, who he played with on the club seven on seven trail. He's from the same training program that produced Michigan commit Mason Curtis, as well as Michigan linebacker, Junior Colson. So yeah, I think Boot Carter with his relationship with Klingscale, maybe with Steve Klingscale, I think maybe a flip candidate later in the process, potentially. You know, I likened his recruitment a little bit to Keon Saab. If you remember, Keon was committed to Clemson for a while before making a late visit to Michigan and eventually flipping. I'm not predicting that for Boot Carter right now, but I could see a path to where there are similarities there. Um, and then as far as Brian Robinson, look, if Michigan hangs on to all four of their edge recruits, I don't think they'll push for Brian Robinson, maybe late, late in the cycle if they have a spot open. But as you see, Kentucky has now taken the lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine with four edge guys. It's just really tough to see him ending up in the class. All right, guys, appreciate everybody that joined tonight. Make sure to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also subscribe to thewolverine.com today for $99.99 for a year or $9.99 for a month. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.